Hello and welcome to GPS to God. This is the first ever broadcast of yep. uh, Parkway Podcast. And uh, we are glad you you are here and we hope you enjoy this. And my name's Daniel and we're here with Ryan and Stefano and Rico. But Rico, you have to say Stefano. How do you say it? Stefano. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Sounds much better than what I could do. I, I, <laughs> I have a Tennessee accent, not a uh, Italian accent. Yeah, what, when I'm up to Tennessee, I remember thinking, I think I forgot how to speak English. I don't understand what they're saying to me. Oh my goodness! But I did understand. Bless your heart, and my dear, and my honey, and I made Mister here. And, but and, but did you understand what "bless your heart" meant? Well, I found out later it can be used for both ways. Like, you know, you don't have to be hateful. You could just say, bless your heart. You know, so I think yeah. that's pretty cool. That's though. a nice way to say it. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, it is. yeah. It's, it's not always a blessing. But, uh, <laughs> I took it like a blessing. I hope they didn't mean otherwise. Yeah. You know. That's the only way you need to take it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that, that's how they meant for you to take it until they, you know, got back home and started talking to the other ladies. Yes. We'll keep that figure of speech as just uh, yes. just innocence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I really love it here, and, and the people here in Tennessee always make me feel like family. But more than that is this church I come to. So, and I'm far from family, so, but not so far now. Well, we are glad all of you are here, and we hope you feel like family through this podcast. And it's a, a new way that we plan on having to outreach uh, and, and hopefully help um, uh, with some issues, highlight some issues, but but more than anything, just point people to God, and and that's mm-hmm. kind of the meaning behind our name. That's this podcast name, GPS to God, just kind of pointing people to God and giving some direction to uh, grow closer to Him Amen. in that. Yep. So, yep. Uh, you can contact us if you would like to and uh, suggest topics or tell us how great we're doing, and uh, you can do that at podcast at parkwaybc.net podcast at parkwaybc.net and we would love to hear from you and love to hear what you want to hear about how we can better serve you and entertain you and all those kind of things so today we're going to talk a little bit about um, God's plan for our life and that God does have a plan and um, you you know this we don't just go through this life um accidentally and uh you know coincidence and and all that kind of stuff but it's actually god's plan for us and and uh uh, how he guides us through those things so um we have rico here because rico has many interesting stories and uh he tells them great uh so so rico why don't you just tell us a little bit about um you know, coming to America, coming from Italy and Italian background and heritage and, and just kind of how you bounced around a little bit at the beginning of your life. Absolutely. Well, I grew up in northern Italy. It's a small town called Bardonecchia. Um, you can look it up. I'll spell it for you, but it's very long. So um, anyway, it's in the Italian Alps and um, we're on the we bordered France. My mom's from Montana. And my father married an American, so I kind of grew up with two cultures, but I lived in Italy till I was eight years old. And um, I remember when I was a young kid, my father had a flag in the backyard that said, you're in France, 
speak French. Of course, that was in French. And then a flag in the front yard, you're back in Italy, speak Italian. <laughs> and we all did that. We took it serious, you know. So, How many languages person. can you speak? Uh, I can speak seven fluent. Yeah, my father spoke twelve. Marcy. Yeah, twelve. So, wow. Yeah, he was wow a scholar. He, he sang all around the world doing opera, and and as to his, my uncle still singing. He found my mama in New York at um, a college, and I don't remember the college, so I'm so sorry. But yeah, oh, wow. So, it was so so is. <coughs> Is redneck one of those languages? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so that'll be number eight. You know, but I, I didn't know it's called redneck. I thought it was called a, a Tennessee. And so is that redneck? Okay. Well, it right. depends on which part of town yeah, you're in. You know. Correct. You know, earlier we were talking about bless your heart. Yeah. Yes, so like yeah. the <laughs> you're <from> there. <laughs> Exhibit A. You, you know at least one phrase in right, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I remember going to the store the first time I was in Tennessee, and this lady, I think I was in not too far from Memphis, we were driving to Nashville. And at every store I stopped at, the lady would say, Honey, dear, and oh, bless your heart. And I was like, Wow, this is a great place. I don't even know these people, and they're already blessing me. And, and, <laughs> You know, I wasn't really close to God then, but it kind of grows on you. Um, so, so when you yeah. were your family is has a Catholic background, correct? yes, Catholic. Mm-hmm. So you did. Okay. When when did you um, start to make a transition from Catholic to to a more? I was never serious. I was never serious um, with my Catholic background. And my mom was a Methodist. My father was Catholic. We only had Catholic churches in Italy, so we had to go to a Catholic church, mm. had to go to Catholic schools. Um, the nuns back then then were very mean, <laughs> but they, their discipline was pretty cruel. But um, and I was always the one being disciplined, it felt like, but um, it was okay because, you know what, it made me better, stronger in life. So um, I will say, though, in my younger years, I had some things happen to me that, shouldn't happen to children um, and it still hurt me for a long time so instead of turning to god i kind of was blaming god more than more than anything and i thought i could put everything aside you know but you really can't I and mean, the devil is going to keep it there at all times right and um it took me going to a dentist here in tennessee uh, it's very famous dentist in our church. Famous. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I want you to tell that story. So this, this is a, a great story that actually ties in with, you know, God has a plan, and it's just not happenstance that, that things happen to us. So tell us the story of how you met the infamous <laughs> Dr. Rick Barkley. Okay, so I was, um, I was new to Tennessee probably 2017. I'd been living here two years, and happened to meet him walking he was walking with Ann Barkley on this on the back roads in my neighborhood and and um I remember him saying he was a dentist well at least you know now I know somebody you know a dentist to go to however I hate hated going to dentist <laughs> but um I I went to him because I had walked into a glass my I had just cleaned the patio door and I went to go outside, and I thought the door, door was open, and, man, I broke my front tooth and the side tooth. And and um, the next day, I was at Dr. Barkley's 
at that time he was Dr. Barkley to me. But um, when I got there, it was, I wasn't afraid of him for some reason. I was always afraid of Dennis or the actual work they're going to do on you. Yes. yes. But he made me laugh so hard that I would forget I'm in pain. You know, like there's times where he would do something to my tooth and he'd say, I'm so sorry, you know, like that. And he'd say, no, Rico, I know you're my neighbor. You don't want to just come down here to my house and bang on my door like a psycho or anything. And, you know, (laughs) spit was coming out of my mouth at the same time. But he made me laugh to where I didn't need painkillers or anything like that. He was great. But the best thing about Brother Rick was, and I call him Brother Rick now, because he truly is my brother. He's my brother, my Christ brother, as are you three. Um, you know, I mean, I can't tell you how what that means. But basically, he would always say to me, I'd always compliment him on how good he was and how kind he was. And, you know, um, there's not many Dennis, and I'm usually afraid of Dennis. But he would always say to me, Rico, is, I, don't, I don't like to think of that as being me. I like to believe that's Christ Jesus in me. And that kind of planted a seed for me. I wanted to see what he was talking about. And he said, you know, the church is down the block from you. Come join us one Sunday. And I did. And I started, like, meeting people like Dennis Dean, Stefano, mm-hmm. and, and um, Gerald. And um, Gerald was actually there when I was baptized. Um, he's back there in case you guys don't see him. So, you know, he's behind the scene. <laughs> um, but he was there when I was baptized. Brother Ken was uh, the preacher then. Um, it was a beautiful day. Um, I can't tell you what that day meant to me because, you know, a baptism really is just a symbol. It has to be right. your heart, giving your heart to Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. exactly. surrendering your life to him. And as I grow, I'm learning what surrender means. Um, there's a Bible verse that I go by all the time. It's Joshua 1. It says, keep this book of laws always on your lips. Meditate on them day and night so that you might be careful to do everything written in them. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Or Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness so that all will be provided for you. Now, who wouldn't want to be provided for? All that time that I thought God was against me, I realized, now he's been there waiting for me. Who's poking me like that whale, Jonah, <laughs> you know, Jonah and the whale? And, um. I realized that I'm not the only one that's probably gone through what I went through in my life. And that um, as hard as it is to talk about some of the things that happened to my life, Jesus can make it all right. Jesus can carry your burdens away. And until you have Jesus, your life is going to be hard. And my life was hard for a long time. I'm gifted in many ways. God gave me the gift of memorizing languages. I know up to a thousand Bible verses now, and the Bible lives wow. in me now. Wow. Um, it's amazing. So way, way to make awesome. everybody else feel bad there, no. Rico. Right. The, well, I thought everybody. The first, the first <laughs> podcast, he's Start. just throwing out stats like that. So. Start studying. Well, it's not my glory. No. It's, and of and this is what God made me. Right. I realize probably not everybody can do what I do. Right. No. And, I can't do what you do, Ryan, or you. Yeah, we're we're kidding. Definitely, we're so. kidding you about that, obviously. But we, yeah. you know, we don't want to make light of God or mm-hmm. or His Word. But um, when Rico and I talked a, a week or so ago, uh, we were talking about the podcast and the first episode and how God has a plan and no coincidence. And he told me the story of cleaning the door and walking into it and busting his tooth, and 
he met a dentist on the street the same day. You know, I was like, you got to come tell that story. That's that, not an accident. That is uh, not an accident, and that fits perfect to what we're going to talk about. Yeah, so. it's not, it, you know, things happen for a reason. I really know they do. I know that God had been poking me a lot t- long time before that, but he had, he knew that Brother Rick wasn't going to disappoint. So, you know, and, 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 uh, and you know, Rick Barkley, he's he not going to like that I'm boasting about him because he always gives the glory to God. And, and you know, that's not a joke. He's, he's right. right. Mm-hmm. Glory be to God. You know? Yeah. Well, something that um, struck me, I heard somebody say this uh, some time ago, that if you believe in God and you believe he created the universe and mm-hmm. created us, why would you not believe that he will guide your life and he has a plan for your life? Why would he create all of all everything we know about and then just leave our life up to chance? Mm. You know, that doesn't really make sense. And when I heard that, you know, that just kind of kind of struck me as like, you know, that I mean, I believed in God and God's plan for me before that, but that just kind of brought it in a new light and a new way of thinking about it, you know, um, from my perspective. But Rico, you were talking about how you you are gifted. One of the things you're gifted with is uh, being able to sing. Yeah, uh, we we've all heard you sing many times, and yeah, yes. uh, and you sound wonderful. Thank you. Say, say, we love it. We it's, had a song a couple weeks ago with three different uh, languages. languages yeah, the same awesome. song. And that was awesome. Rico sang in Italian, but how many languages? Do you just sing English and Italian, or how I can sing in Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, French, and English. But wow. uh, I'd started like you know singing as an opera singer because my father was an opera singer. But then my mama like kept playing me Johnny Cash music, so I started singing Johnny Cash too. And I moved to Texas, and all that fell hand in hand. And um, I just you know like. He had a one little my, Texas draw when he just said hand. I don't I know did. if you heard that. So one of my favorite things to do is like, so if you close your eyes just for a second, picture the man in black. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. So I got to star at this place called the Liberty <laughs> Opry down in Texas. That's crazy. And uh, the fun thing was I'd be speaking like my normal voice, and then I'd do that, and the crowd would be like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you can see that, but yeah, um, you know, jaws wide open, and and I had a that would always like, if I did that, it made me not nervous anymore. So, but I really feel like God gave me these kind of gifts. Um, it's not just me anymore, and I used to sing for my own glory. And the songs I sing, sing, sang before, I would never sing at a church. <laughs> but I'm finding that singing gospel which is different in the Catholic religion. It's not really gospel. It is godly songs. The gospel, really, the first time I heard Stefano Patterson's wife, Lori Patterson, sing, I had goosebumps up and down my arms, and I thought, wow, she's like singing like an angel. And then I heard several other singers, and just, you know, it drew me in. The the church drew me in. Um, The people in our church made me feel like I had a family because I really didn't plan on living here so long. I was just kind of getting some things accomplished, and I'm stuck here, man. I love it here, and I love my church family. I love every single one of you here. I'm in in my class, my Bible study. I hate to miss a class. I even go online to make sure I don't miss it when I'm out of town seeing my mother. And um, 
I feel like blessed. I'm just blessed. And I know that God brought me here for a reason, like y'all said. Y'all, I'll say y'all said. Um, and we're pulling them in. Yeah. The <laughs> you make that sound so much better with your accent. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you Thank you, Stefano. And I can speak seven languages, singing five, yeah. you know, blah, blah, make, blah. I can just, make y'all sound good. Yeah. So, yeah. But, all I got um, is English and toddler. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> what? You don't speak Bayou? <laughs> what, no. what, they, what they call it? Uh, Cajun? Cajun? Yeah. Mm-mm, not me. I was out before before all that started 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 sinking in this sponge. Parle pas français très bien. See, nothing. Oui. Yeah. <laughs> Deadline. I just asked if you, you know speak how to French. order the Cajun food off the menu, though. Yes. Right? Yeah. Give me the crawfish. Crawfish. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so Rico, um, talked about moving it, living in Texas. What what took you to Texas? What was your job in Texas? Uh, the airlines, they needed a translator and reservations and one that works with travel agency all over the world. So I would speak, I'd have to get up at three in the morning and start from four, you know, of course, from four. And this is when I had to go to the office. So, um, you know, I loved it. Um, I loved speaking in my homeland, but also the challenge of speaking in other languages and, and, um, the money was good. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, um, and I, I really felt like um, um, I I felt like it's not that I never believed in God before, and I always felt like I had more gifts than others, but I didn't follow God. I didn't use His talents that He gave me or the gifts He gave me for His glory. I was trying to find my way way in life, and most of the time I'd be like, you know. Um, Give me the money, <laughs> you know. Uh, how much are you going to pay me to sing here? But I don't do that anymore. Um, right. I realize that God has a better purpose, and one of the greatest things that God has me doing is uh, I remember Brother Ken telling me, "Your mother's dying of Alzheimer's." I know that, Rico. He said, "You wish you could sing for her every day. Go to Maybell Carter Center and start singing there for someone else's mother that may." Not have may have a son out of state, and um, I started singing there. I started singing at Banco, and and um, the you think that you're going there to bless those people, but truly, in all honesty, the Lord God gives you a blessing back through those people, <laughs> because I can tell you how many times I've been blessed by singing there, and I've. I've been asked what what my royalty is, and I say my royalty is now God. I don't care about monetary yeah. things anymore. But, yeah. yeah. You know, just enough to survive on. Mm. So, um. so living in Texas, um, working for the airlines, mm. speaking multiple languages every day at work. Yeah. Where were you singing, and where was that pull? Or where were you trying to go with that? Well, other than just making the good money, where what were you trying to do with that? I love to sing. I knew that I knew that God gave me that gift, and I just felt the need to sing. You know, I just I didn't know why. It just made me feel good um, inside, e even if I didn't really understand the words that I was singing were real bad. You know, so um, <laughs> some of them, but some so, of them. So, so, so what were what were some of your favorite songs you were doing at that time? Or I I did some. You know, I had, we had one night where it was um, uh, 
I mean, are we talking country music or? Uh, I did both. I did country music, country and western. He did both. Uh, <laughs> well, I did country What's music. What's that from? You don't know that quote? Blues Brothers, man, come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Never saw the movie. I have. I need to apparently not. Maybe <laughs> uh, you might want to watch. You might want to watch the edited version, <laughs> right? There are two. That sounds like. Do I need to see this or not? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> do not watch the unedited right. version with little ears. Yes. Oh my gosh! Okay, Daniel, we're showing our age. We know the Blues Brother movie. You know that yeah. was a long time ago. Well, I mean, I Some didn't watch classics. it when it first came out or anything. Well, earlier you were talking about Johnny Cash. Who's that? <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm playing. <laughs> so I. So I, don't I, would, think I, I don't think. <laughs> what did you ask me about I, the? I don't the think I'm the youngest here. person here. I mean, I'm definitely not the youngest, but um, I, I, I think yeah. Stefano's probably older than I am. Um, yes, I'm the elder statesman. Well, besides this, Rico, besides Rico, thank you, Rico, for being I feel good about that. I earned yeah. these years. You're yeah. youthful, though. So <laughs> what? What? What kind of? What Amen kind of music were you singing? <laughs> so I sang a lot of. They had nights where we we sang cover songs for other countries. You know that other. But at the same time, I I got to open for like Tanya Tucker and Clint Black and wow. um, Clint some Black. famous singer. Oh, my favorite singer too is Josh Turner, and he's another one that he sings some beautiful. I started learning what Southern gospel music is. And his music is beautiful. I loved it, and so I sang. Um, I, I started singing. So one night I got to sing with Josh Turner, and he just gave me this. He said, "I want you to hear this Italian boy sing one of my songs." And everyone just like it was. It was a great moment. But I'm not gonna lie. I almost peed on myself because <laughs> <laughs> I was really scared. <laughs> Sorry, gosh. So, I don't know if that's a sin or not. <laughs> Rico was doing great. You know, I speak all these languages. I'm singing with all right. these famous people. And then yes. he had to go tell on himself and say, yes. <laughs> he almost yeah. wet his pants. Yeah. So, so I remember doing um, uh, Long Black Chain with Josh Turner. And I know that song's not really that gospel, but it is gospel. It's, you know, um, so, so there's a long black train coming down the line, feeding off the souls that are lost in crime. Rails of sin, only evil remains. Watch out, brother, for that long black train. So I got to do a couple of lines. That's for Josh awesome. That is. Just to turn that on and off. But then they yeah. had a night where it wasn't he, he country. He probably sing that in another, another <laughs> language, right? <laughs> yeah, I can if you want to. <laughs> so then I, 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 I did also do opera. Um, well, they had classical Italian night, so they had different nights. But um, so that's my background. Were you trying to turn that into a career? Did you want to sing music professionally, or was it just a hobby? Or It was more of a hobby, but then when people started saying I'm so good that you missed your calling, I said, how do you know I missed my calling? I may be older now, but, you know. So, you know, I would have loved to make it a career, but the spotlight doesn't really mean that much to me anymore. You know, it, I really had the desire to move to Nashville and somehow make it to the Grand Old Opry stage just to sing there because when I was a kid, my mother and her father, my grandfather, he used to say, someday you're going to sing on the Grand Old Opry. This is in Italy. Wow. So to be the first Italian straight from Italy to sing on the, it sounded really nice. But really, when you think about it, it's all your own glory. It's not really, you mm. know, 
Uh, I'm not saying that I don't you know, think, I, I know a lot of those country stars are, are you know, they were into gospel also, mm-hmm. like the Gaither Brothers. And, so I, I love music, I do. So, so trying to um, get to the Grand Old Opry or Nashville and sing, um, you have another God-directed coincidence, not coincidence, but, you know, God's plan and guidance on your life about meeting someone from Nashville and opening a door here and, um, you know, having that opportunity to come here and, and maybe, um, uh, you know, get recognized or, or something like that. So why don't you tell that story of, of how you and Ronnie met? Oh, yeah. And uh, where... So Ronnie Reader, he's... He's almost taught everybody that comes to our church, I found out. So everybody loves Ronnie. And um, he'd, he'd been my friend from, maybe I met him back in 2001, and I was flying back from Italy, and he was coming home from Italy. And part of my airline benefits, I was flying first class, riding in style, you know. And um, he was sitting next to me, and he was a very interesting man. He was, his history, his knowledge, he knows the whole Bible in front to back really good. He went to some college, but he was a, a counselor here in Tennessee, and he didn't brag about things, but he was the number one counselor of the state of Tennessee two years running, and um, he was president over counselor. But anyway, besides that, he was just interesting to talk to, and, and he made me an offer to move up here um, from Texas once I could start working from home, because he... I'd come to visit him several times, and I kept wanting to go to the Opry, of course, and I wanted to sing and open some doors. And um, I did get some. I got to sing at the Hard Rock Cafe with some groups, and I, I got. I never made it to the Opry stage, but I really wanted to. They, they sell yeah. tickets. I I've been to the Opry. <laughs> They'll take your money. <laughs> I was going to ask that question. Have you ever been there before? Yeah, you, several so, okay. times. Okay. But you know, so, my so thing. here's here's the only time that I'm going to ever be able to up Rico. Yeah, I've been on the Opry stage. Oh. You have because when I graduated high school, uh, yeah, that's right where we so. did it. We we graduated there, so I got to walk across the stage and nice. get my high school diploma. And, yeah, Ronnie said he'd been on the stage several times to, uh, like, you know, give the diplomas. He, he was one of the ones that he still works, even though he's 80 years old. He's still doing st- things for the schools. He There's a lady that has him doing um, scholarships for him and, and grading the scholarships. And he's helped some people from our church. When Greg gets older, yeah. if he's not alive, I can't help you there, so I'm sorry, you know. But, um, but hey. If he happens to kick the bucket, you're on your own. But I do know some people. So. Yeah. No, but the it was just a, what do you call that, like um, a coincidence that I thought it was a coincidence, but I really feel like God brought me up here. I mean, I don't think that my life's really changed since I moved here. And um, well, I think there's uh, a plan behind that. I mean, I think it's definitely God's plan for you to, you know, have that desire to sing and get to Nashville with a purpose and wanting to sing. You know, maybe not full time, but at least a, a, a active hobby yeah. in, in Nashville in, in multiple venues, which we have several. Um, you know, for you to meet someone on an airplane flight from Europe to 
America. I mean, I think it's God's next plan. To, I mean, that's yeah. definitely God's plan. You know, that's, right. and then once you get here, you know, running into the, that's like a, a, a Windex commercial. You know, you, <laughs> right? you clean the door and it was so clean, you walk straight into it. Bust your tooth up and then meet a dentist walking on the street that day. And then he brings you to church, and that really changed your yeah my perspective your perspective and your relationship with God. Yeah, I mean, I was gone down a path that no one really wants to go on. I mean, I was. I mean, I I don't like to say that I was the worst sinner in the world because I believe we all are sinners. We all fall short of the glory. What I didn't understand is that, you know, one of my favorite verses in Romans is the wages of sin our death, but God's greatest gift to us is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That one just keeps sticking with me that, and this is, I would tell to anybody, I don't care what age you are, it's never too late. It doesn't matter what sin you've done because Jesus took all that sin away from me. He took all the burden and all the pain that I had gone through in my life away from me. Now I see new doors opening for me. I see um, me wanting to sing to glorify God. And if my singing glorifies God by lifting people's spirits to him, then he's doing his work through me. I implore to you, my sons, this is what it says in Romans also 12. It says, I implore to you to use your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual worship. And um, so that's what we're made for. We're made for him. We're made right. to glorify him. And I didn't understand it, but as a family, Stefano and Daniel and Ryan and, you know, I mean, I can't tell you, we have to do it together. You can't do it by yourself. Right now. You need talk groups like this. You mm-hmm. need Bible study. Um, you need a good sermon. Yeah, um, Definitely. If you, a lot of people say you could be your own church, and you can, but you really need the church body, the church family, and and you need people to keep you on the path because you can think you're on the path, but you're not on the path sometimes. You're doing things. Um, I I heard someone say in, in Tennessee and. Uh, holy roller, or no? Oh. He said Tennessee. Uh, well, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not altogether wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's kind of spot on. Yeah. yeah so, so I heard someone say something like, "Um, oh, he's one of those that comes to church on Sunday." There's a word for that in, in Southern, but I can't. Or Tennessee or whatever. <laughs> well, now, now he's gone from. <laughs> Offending Tennesseans to offending everyone in the South. I love you, Tennessee. <laughs> Packing his bags tomorrow. You know, yes. going back to Oregon. Back to Oregon, back to Italy. Yes, yes. I love you, God. <laughs> but you, this you, is God's country. Really. You talk about like, like coincidence and yeah. and but there is none. That's I, I look at those yes. with with Rick and with Ronnie. Those yeah. are divine appointments that they we are. that we all should you know pray for and then yeah. when those situations where someone comes across or in your path yeah. we should be able to to do what Rick and Ronnie have done um, another big influence so. to me was 
I'm Randy Shannon in choir sitting next to him. And I remember him saying, Rico, I'm so happy you got baptized and so happy that you're going forward and we're here for you, whatever. He became like a brother to me right away. And I remember saying that um, some people don't sing both services. Mm-hmm. He said, look at it like you're serving God. You're singing for God. And man, that was just a great, great feeling. I didn't mm-hmm. care. You know, I, I wanted to be in tune, of course, but I was like, I didn't care if I had a, you know, my voice wasn't great that day. Just make I, a joyful I noise. Asking, that's yeah, that, make that's a joyful my motto. noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I always, before I sing, whether I'm singing in a choir or by myself, um, and I never did this before, but I always say, God, please be my voice for me. And, and God, convict me if I'm singing a song that doesn't apply to you or doesn't lift spirits to others to you because... You know what? I do realize that I'm saved by the blood of Christ and that I won't just be singing on this planet. When I go to heaven, I'm going to sing to God and he's going to, you know, he's going to, he's going to hug me. And that means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. For sure. Well, like Stefano said, it's, it's not coincidence. You know, God put those people in your life, um, Mm -hmm. For you to do his work, and and you know he's brought you here and and plugged you in for a reason, and he did, and you know you've recently retired yeah. from the airlines, um, and I you know I think he has um, is going to do great things through you, and and you have such a diverse um, life it, uh... that you can relate to so many people, and, and God's going to use that and. For his glory, and, and because that's where your focus is now, you know, yeah. he's, he's going to continue to use you. Um, and moving on to some other diverse things you've done in your life, yeah. <laughs> you know, of course, the languages, the singing, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we're what all, else we're, could we're, you do? We're all <laughs> jealous anyway, <laughs> right? Yes, but not is. only do you have that, you got the, you know, we all, all Americans think accents are cool for the most part. So you got an accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're also an athlete yeah. and have been an athlete. And shows it con- every Monday night. Continue um. to be on Monday nights, <laughs> church league softball. <laughs> 57, running down first base going, Tydeen, you better run for me. I can't run anymore. <laughs> Colin, yeah, after you get to first base, we might send in the pinch runner. But, right? But you still get to first base. Yeah. So. But um, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, not, not church league softball. We can talk church league softball and My how, re- you, how you still ball. dominate. But in your younger years when you were um, uh, you know, chasing other athletic dreams. Yes. Uh, well, I, I grew up, my uncle was an Olympic champion. Um, he was a bronze medal winner, giant slalom in 1974. His name's Giovanni Timon. He was Superman to me. I wanted to be like my uncle. I wanted to be, you know, he was, an, an, you know, I love my father and I wanted to be like him too, but my father knew that I loved my uncle and the, I loved to be on skis. My backyard was a ski slope. Uh, literally, and still is. <laughs> um, Jealous. Yeah, you go. Uh, you go to the I, top I of the chairlift here in, the, in, in the France. Alps. You skied in. <laughs> yeah. So I, I skied in France in the backyard, and I skied in Italy in the front yard. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. so really, um, and we, when we were younger, my daddy wouldn't let us see the chairlift because he wanted to build our legs strength. So not my uncle, my daddy, my uncle. 
So part of our training, we'd hike for two hours to the top and ski down in 10 minutes. So, um, but it, well, we loved couldn't it. Couldn't do that. We loved <laughs> Couldn't do yeah. that. So, and, you know, that's, um, so I still ski today. And last year I was in Italy skiing with my uncle who's 82 years old. And um, by the way, my uncle and my family there, I don't call my uncle Giovanni, uncle Zio. I call him Papa because he was like a second father to me. And when he found out I was baptized at this church, I found out through him that everyone, even though they're Catholic, they'd been praying that I'd be closer to God. Wow. And um, That's very cool. Yeah, so, I mean, that happened. And, and you know, um, going back to skiing, though, I really wanted to be an Olympic champion myself. I made it to Junior Olympics here in the United States. Um, but I didn't get as far as my uncle. But still, I was good enough to be ski patrol. Um, it got me, it helped me get through college. Um, I went to the University of Oregon, and I, I, I play, I was ski patrol over at the Mount Bachelor in Oregon um, for my off money, and I taught skiing. And so there's a lot of ability there. And, and uh, but I can't do the things on skis I used to, but I can still come down a pretty steep slope. So yeah. Are, are you a dual citizen, American and Italian? A dual, yeah. So. so would it be easier for you to qualify as an Olympic athlete as an American in skiing or as Italian? Oh, uh, yeah. In, in Italy, it was like that was the number one sport. So it was really hard. I was competing against people like Alberto Tomba, and um, he was a little bit younger than me, but still, like, he was in my age group. And then when I got to the, the States, I competed against Bill Johnson, who won the gold medal on the downhill, yeah. and the wow. mayor, Steve, and um, his brothers, the mayor brothers, they That's were crazy. up in Oregon. So, yeah. um, you know, like, I was good enough to at least make the qualifiers, you know, to make it have a chance. But, um, you know, in skiing, you don't have you, uh, to be a good racer, you can't have any fear. And one time I was skiing and I went through a barricade and ran right into a tree and I survived. And I was skiing the next day, but that one fall caused me a little bit of not letting loose like I used to. So it's not a sport that you last very long in. You know, if you look at some of the best skiers, they're done by that age, 24, yeah. 25. So. Um, but I did. I love skiing. Um, and when I moved to the States, I did get into Little League Baseball. Um, I was only eight, and I didn't know anything about a baseball bat or anything like that. But I found out real fast, and I got on a team that we won the state championship for Oregon. Um, and um, we went to San Bernardino and played a team called Chula Vista. This is 1975, a long, long time ago, you know, <laughs> like the Beatles say. So <laughs> I don't know anything from that time. I'm sorry. <laughs> you read it in a history book? I'm the baby over here. 89. <laughs> so we didn't you make it, but 80s, that was fun. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's a claim Barely. to fame now. Just, just yeah. squeezed on through. Okay. Just I did, did want to play, like, soccer when I got here. Okay. But hold, I didn't know it was on. called soccer. So... <laughs> I don't want to take credit away. You were one run away from going to Williamsport yeah, in the Little League run. World Series. I hate talking about that, though. <laughs> still still we were th It's impressive to us, though. Yeah, yeah that's you know. amazing. Well, our team was 13. We were up 13 to nothing after the first inning. 
After six inning, we lost fourteen to thirteen. <laughs> they came all the way back and yeah, that, that would sting a I little would, bit, uh, yeah. and it still hurts, hurts to this day. I'm but sure. I did go to Williamsport to see that, and it's a lot easier to get to Williamsport than it was in 1975 because only four teams made it there. You know, now right. it's like, where yeah. are all these teams come? Why didn't they do that when I was playing? You know? Do right. you do you talk to any of those? Like, are you still in contact with anybody on that team? Like, I know you were kids, a but a couple of them. One's named Joe Ballard, and um, he's on my Facebook, and he he started getting interested because I post a lot about our church here because this church has changed my life. You know changed my life in a direction that I'm not saying you need to come to our church to have your you need to have Jesus in you to, to have your life changed right. in the right direction yeah. so yeah um Joe Ballard and um, Kurt Brock Miller those are two I don't know if you're listening right now <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> they will be probably they will be. you ought to send them out a message and let them know but um yeah I don't know what their relationship is with God. I just chat with them, but hopefully they they see my stuff and they know where my relationship is because I don't want to hide anything anymore. Right. And and that's, That's you know, that just goes back to God has given you all these gifts for for you to reach other people for a reason and and his plan. And, um, you know, whether that's being super overt and and speaking about it. or just through your actions and through your life being changed and people seeing how your life has been changed and, yeah. and all the different things you've been able to um, experience and the people that have been in all those different places. Because you've traveled I've been all more over the than yeah. most. Um, yeah. Just being you know, back and forth as a child from the States to Italy, and but then also working for the airlines and going yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, so how many countries do you think you've been to? I've seen all of South America. I mean, pretty close to all. Bogota, Colombia, Argentina, Chile, um, Honduras, uh, Mexico. Um, That's not Costa Rica. That's Central America. But uh, also <laughs> like Argentina, yeah, uh, Brazil. I've been to Brazil. Let but, him speak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. I like he, he's he got me on a lot of things, <laughs> yeah. but I had him on that one geography yeah. fact. Sorry. Mexico is not South America. Well, you asked me how many countries. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you've Sorry. seen quite a few, though, haven't you? Yeah, but I don't want to get into it because Rico's going to top me. I mean, he, he got to fly for free. Yeah, yeah. You can always go back to the Opry. I mean, we, <laughs> you can always go back to the Opry. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you got been the there Opry twice. on me there, too. I've, I've been there twice, but the second time I had to buy a ticket. <laughs> but have you been backstage? On the tour, yes. Because the so, tour, they take you back. So after I graduated, after high school, I was a lifeguard for like 10, 15 years. And I actually worked at Opryland Hotel as a lifeguard for like, Oh, a nice. whole year, awesome. yeah. and so one of the things that they did was is they would anything that Opryland owned, you went and took a tour of. So nice. you went to the Wild Horse Saloon, you went to Rico you know, went there to sing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did, but I didn't get there for. <laughs> but yeah, but we we went through the Opry, uh, Opryland Hotel, Opryland Hotel. We went through Grand Ole Opry, and we got to go and like actually see behind the stage nice. and like you know wh- how they did things, you know back then when it started up and also now. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. We are not promoting the Opry Tour. No, <laughs> no we're not. But if they become a sponsor of ours, then we would we're happily yes. you know, yes. support them in that uh, driving traffic their way. But, I worked uh, at the theme park. Email right. us. Did you? At the theme park. Always. Email us at podcast yeah. at parkwaybc.net. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. For sponsorship information. It's my favorite job. Yeah. So you worked at Opryland? I worked at the theme park. I was, Christy, I was, did you really? I was, cool. I, was, I was a guy that was guessing um, ages and weights. 
Oh, fun. Did you really? I had a microphone and I had to, yeah. yeah. Were you good at that? Uh, I mean, everybody was 22 years old and 120 pounds, you know. Gave away a lot of Gave prizes. Gave away a lot of merch. I don't nice, want you to you guess know? my weight. So. I mean, that was cheap. <laughs> you look about 120 pounds. That was my go-to. 120 pounds, 22 years old. Here's I love cup. you, brother. Here's Man. your cup and your little pencil. Yeah, that's, great, great. It, that's it, great. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. it cost a nickel. He was giving yeah, away yeah. nickels. Here I didn't last there long because I was giving away too much merch. You know? I did go on a ride on the General Jackson. That was fun. You know, um, good good music, and I think the guy's name was Joe Diffie. I might be wrong. Yeah, Joe Diffie. Yeah. He was he, on. He's it. a country guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so That's I really awesome. got into his singing. You don't know what Opryland is, probably though. Do you? No, the so, Opryland, so do you know Opryland, Opryland, Opryland was the mall. gone before. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. mall, not the uh, mall. It used to be a theme park. Where the mall is yes. now, that used oh. to be a theme park, and they tore it down and built the mall. Yes. Any true Nashvilleians are mad about that. Yes. Yes. I would rather the theme park, to be honest. Exactly. Awesome. Hey, exactly. join the club. Yeah. Have you ever gone to Dollywood? Dollywood's kind of a. I I want to go. I still haven't seen um that part of Tennessee yet. I want to. I did go to a tennis. Someone forced me to go to a Tennessee Vols game. Well, you were close to Dollywood then. If you went to a Vols game, yeah. Uh, We were on the other day though. So yeah. So oh, and I I was like amazed. I was like, I think there's a there's no empty seat here at this game here. There's a lot of people. (laughs) I thought the Oregon Ducks had a big stadium, but that thing makes our stadium look small. Yeah. So, what do you know? How many Oregon holds? There's seventy-seven thousand. Yeah, Tennessee's a hundred and something. Hundred and nine thousand or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. keep building on. Yeah. And it is loud. I mean, yeah. those, those, well, yeah. maybe not recently, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because of COVID, right? Twenty five percent or fifty percent, whatever. The silence at. is definitely no. I just meant the Vols' performance. Uh, not, not, oh, we're not even talking about COVID. I'm that's just a whole different different yeah. topic. Yeah, every year is a building year, right? <laughs> well, yeah. past several. So, but they got a new coach now, and you know, great and wonderful things are coming. I will tell one more story about my sporting and. I really wanted to play soccer when I came here. At that time, I didn't know it was called soccer. And so I asked one of the coaches, or some guy came up to me and said, hey, do you wanna, you're a big guy. Do you want to join the football team? Oh, so I went to practice. <laughs> he told me to where to meet, so I had my soccer cleats, and I went in there, and he handed me all these pads and stuff. And I said, they play <laughs> soccer funny here. This is weird, you know. <laughs> That's not, what is this sport? I had no idea. But I fell in love with the sport. I did. You know. uh, why not? You've been to the World Series, been to the Olympic qualifiers, uh, yeah. and I might as well dominate football, win a yeah. Heisman while I'm at it. <laughs> well, I didn't do it. No. Yeah. Uh, my daddy wouldn't let me play. Um, he said stick with skiing, so I had to choose a sport and stay <laughs> with it. Yeah. But I did love to watch the – I loved to go to Oregon. We didn't have pro football in Oregon when we moved there. But we had our college teams, so you liked either the Beavers or you liked the the Ducks, and I was a big Duck fan, so yeah. Um, I got to watch Dan Fouts. Do you even remember who he is? I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah I got Fouts. to watch him play. Had a cool beard. Yeah, yeah he was really a good quarterback. You don't know who we're talking about. Yeah. You've not heard yeah. of Dan Fouts? He was an announcer, okay. too. Like mm. I never watched him play I think he live. did some I'm going to have a lot of people going, year. are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Why don't you know anything? <laughs> I mean, I, I know him. I know <laughs> he played football, but I mean, I know him more for, from announcing. I got you. That's all guys know. No Dan yeah. Fouts. I do want to say one more thing. It's about that. Brother Matt. Like, when I first came to the church, Brother Ken was on vacation. I didn't know who the preacher was. So I thought Brother Matt was the preacher. 
And his sermon was so powerful. It really, like, I thought he was talking directly to me. I almost went like this, and I mean, I ducked down in my chair a little, like, he's looking at me. Oh, my goodness. But really, like, his sermon really touched me. And then I came back the next week, and I was like, who's that guy out there? So it was Brother Ken preaching. And uh, one time I got in trouble because I said, and, and Brother Ken was even better. Sorry, Brother Matt, but you're, mm. that's not, you know, not true, you know. So I'm going to shut up now before I get in trouble. <laughs> but I, I, I do love Brother Matt, and I, do love, I love Brother brother Ken. But also, you know, who is a big figure in my life besides Rick Barkley, and I have to say this, is Brother Bobby Webb. Um, his spirit, you know, you can see Christ shining through him when he talks to you. And he just wants the best for you. Mm-hmm. And I remember how, like, I could ask him anything about God, and, he, and I didn't feel embarrassed to ask. And, and I think the biggest part of people becoming a Christian is, at my age, is they're embarrassed that they don't know, you know, um, that that here you are coming to church and you hear people, the little children up there doing the Bible verses. And I never really did that when I was a kid. I kind of shied away from that. And um, I just my message to people in the world is, you're never too old to have Christ Jesus in your heart. You're never too old to s- surrender, and the joy that you'll feel after doing it is indescribable. Mm. Well, that that's a great way to sum things up. And, yeah. you know, God has a plan for us. You're never too old. He has a plan for your life as well. And we're going to end this with a couple Bible verses that just tie this in. We'll go Old Testament first. Okay. Isaiah 14, 24 says, The Lord of hosts has sworn, as I have planned, so it shall be. And as I have purposed, so it shall stand. So even thousands of years ago, God had a plan, and he was going to knew what he was going to do in our lives here. And in Acts 2, 23, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. So he has a plan for you and your life, and we hope that this lifted you up a little bit today Mm -hmm. and that uh, you can take something from this and and, uh, um, share with others as well. So thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you, Jesus.